I'm Shannon Paradis, your host and founder of Learn, Laugh, Leap. I'll be bringing you content about self-discovery, how people find their purpose, live joyfully, and make an explosive impact on those around them. The podcast at its core is centered around health and wellness, but I want to start by learning from people that light up my life personally, laugh a lot, and then I want to have conversations with people that change the way we dream and empower us to leap forward. I'm so excited to take you on this journey with me. Let's leap in. or Oibanks, as they call him in Germany. He's an endurance coach and trainer at BoomFit Berlin. And if you follow him on Instagram, you'll find out that he did 100 burpees in 5 minutes and 42 seconds. He does push-ups for breakfast, and he's a craft runner, but he's also a Nike trainer. And um, lastly, he got up at 5... Oh, I'm sorry, 6.45 to do this podcast. Yo, cuz! Guten Morgen. <laughs> Guten Morgen. How is the German coming along? Depends on the day. Today, we'll see. I mean, I have the whole day ahead of me, so I think it should go well. <laughs> what What do you have planned for the day? I will have some breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so some interesting. Yeah, I'll do some push-ups for breakfast. It's kind of like a little campaign at the moment on Instagram. To yeah. Try and get people moving in the morning. All the young people, they don't really care if you talk to them in person, but if you do something on Instagram, they all They respond. So, but the goal is to get people to start moving. Yeah. Do you actually have a goal of push-ups in the morning, every morning? Yeah. It'll start changing, but it'll be push-ups the first week or two, and then we'll start... I'll still call it push-ups for breakfast, but I'll surprise them with uh, with some squats or with, yeah, throw some curveballs. Throw some big curveballs. Like, they never yeah. know what hit them, those Instagram uh, followers. What are What is your following count up to? Do you know? You're probably at, like... 600. That is insane. How long has it taken it to grow that large? Uh, I started about a year ago really seriously doing Instagram. and Does that mean you have to post, like, every day? Yeah. Yes. It's a lot of work. (laughs) It is very hard work, I must say. I probably do Instagram more than I work. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so back up. Tell us just your story. How how did you end up in Berlin and, and working for Nike as a trainer? So I've been here for four years, four and a half years now. So it all started around 2013 when I decided that I was working too much and I wanted to try and play soccer again for a living. I quit my job working for Lifetime Fitness. What were you doing uh, for Lifetime? I was working as a personal trainer. Because it's a um, 100% commission job, I started working over 60 hours a week. Jeez. And yeah, so I was I was making bank. I was living at home. And <laughs> living the dream. I was to go out with friends or, or use any of this money. And so I burnt out in a year. So I worked there for a year mm-hmm. and then quit. And within a couple months, I had my Euro trip planned. I, I had my backpack, just a backpack and my soccer shoes. Were you headed for Germany or did you know where you were going to go? That was the coolest part. So I had a couple friends that wanted to come with me. A week went by and they were like, no, I, I, I haven't talked to my job yet. And I said, you guys, I'm going and you can meet up with me whenever you want. Why did you have such a sense of urgency around getting there? That's 
you ask. At the time, because of my job, I had met a couple of interesting people. My hairdresser, first of all, one of them. She, she was also a client of mine, and we became good friends. Aww. She was big on this, the secret and living positively. And I met someone else, and she was saying, Noah, you never have time for anything. Are you about this life? So all these people were preaching to me. They're chanting about, at you. About, what are you doing? I was 22, and I was working like an, a 50-year-old man. Yeah. And what's the secret? It's, it's almost a cult thing. It's a book, and it's basically the energy you put out into the universe, you get back. Mm, that's and awesome. it's quite a cool outlook on life. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people will say, okay, well, if I think positively, then things will, things will just happen for me, and they won't actually do anything. They're just going to sit there, smile, and hope <laughs> that they get a, a good job. Right, so, so you had to take some action. I was realizing, well, maybe I am, I'm not enjoying, like, I was happy. I was, I was waking up, I was at work at 5 a.m., I was working with cool people. My clients were seeing a lot of changes in their lives and their in their health, like positive changes. And actually, it was quite difficult for me to for me to leave that job. But when I decided, okay, no, I need to to figure some things out. I'm leaving. Everything was pointing in that direction. All of the signs were pointing in that direction. So Noah flew to Ireland. He was in Europe for two months. He played soccer in Scotland, Spain, and then a friend called and asked him to come to Berlin. Within a couple days, Noah flew there because his goal was to play soccer. The friend's brother knew someone that might let him play, and Noah showed up to play what he thought was going to be soccer training. I came with my shoes, my shin guards, everything, and I got there and didn't understand a word I was saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. The person that greeted me was uh, the coach, and he's this he's sweetheart Serbian guy. He said, you ready? For <laughs> what? I thought we were just training. And he threw a jersey at me. Oh. I put this on, change, the game starts in 30 minutes. And I said, what? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, so I went out and put my stuff on, ran out, and it was it was a game. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I, so I sat on the bench the first half, and I was kind of like, okay, why am I here? Yeah. In the second half, they put me in. We were down 1-0, and I played the half of my life. It was, it oh was my the gosh. thing. So I got in. Uh, I think within 10 minutes, I scored a goal. <laughs> Jeez. Then I got an assist, and then it was 2-1, and then I think they scored again, and then I think I scored another goal. So I played literally the game of my life. After the game, they said, would you like to keep coming? I said, sure. My goal is to stay anyways. Yeah. Uh, let's talk money. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the money. Show me the money. 
the money. When Noah was presented with an offer, the deal didn't sound so attractive. He got a job in Pittsburgh as a personal training manager, so he went back to the U.S. and took that job. He wasn't really sure, though, why he took the job since he had it so good in Berlin. He received a message four months later asking him if he'd be coming to soccer training back in Berlin. Noah had been training and working on his skills, so he decided to return to Germany. He went on to play soccer for two years in Berlin, and he was in the best shape of his life. I was running. I was. I looked great. I don't know. Maybe my my puberty hit hit, hit twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I was feeling amazing, and then started having pain daily. I love the story that Noah told me about managing his pain and finding the source, because we always hear about the challenge of pain management. And Noah, after several approaches to manage his pain, encountered some very unconventional things that, strangely enough, targeted and then completely eliminated his pain. To paraphrase, he was having adductor pain, which is typical soccer player groin pain. He went to doctors, he would get massages and stretch every day after training, but the pain wasn't getting better, and he took the preseason off. Nothing was really getting better, even when he took that time off. He had the pain for over a year. He tried Chinese medicine, yoga, and the woman that practiced Chinese medicine on him told him it was nerve pain. He was thrown off by that and didn't think that was the case. Per her suggestion, he changed his diet and eliminated nightshades, which are tomatoes, potatoes, and peppers. He eliminated all those things from his diet because they cause inflammation. None of these things were working until one day everything changed. I was in the gym working as a trainer in Germany one day the German national soccer coach Joachim Löw came in and I was like oh my god he's a you knew who he was oh yeah this guy is a god here in Germany wow so in soccer in the U.S. is getting more popular but here it's religion almost I was working at the time so I was trying to make his life a little bit easier because people wanted to just take selfies with him the whole time. Like I went up to him and said, is it okay? Are you okay? And he said, yeah, don't worry. I'm used to this. And yeah. he had his own bodyguard anyways. No way. And afterwards when I saw he was leaving, a little like voice inside of my head was like, go talk to him. And so I went up and talked to him. I said, hey, I've had pain, like typical soccer pain. And he came up to me and he's like, obviously, I, I know what's going on. <laughs> Classic German efficiency. <laughs> he, he grabbed my shoulder and then pushed on my lower back and glute. He pushed on, on the muscle. I was like, Whoa. He touched your butt? He touched my butt. <laughs> this guy touched my butt. And... It was like a jolt. It was like, whoa. He's like, yeah, it's a nerve. It's, it's a nerve. <gasps> oh, man. It was like and the lady said. Yeah. He said, yeah, this nerve, it goes out of your back and through your groin and down in front of your knee into your foot. So that whole nerve. He said, it's basically blocked in your back. And I said, thank you, thank you. Have a good day. I had one more option and that was because I was playing soccer with the sponsored by Nike team as my injury started uh, one of my buddies at a gym asked me to come to Nike and so the transition from soccer to Nike was fairly fluid 
mm-hmm. and he had asked me to come work and start the Nike Run Club in May of 2015. So in that time, I was working a lot with Nike, and I still had a lot of pain, still enjoying myself and making money while running. But one of the guys on this fun soccer team, he had the same issue, and he did Feldenkrais. He did what? Yes. Not many people have heard of it. Feldenkrais, it's the it's these two guys. Fel, uh, I don't know their, their first names, but Feldenkrais method. <laughs> wow, good accent. Feldenkrais. Feldenkrais. <laughs> he said, Noah, come with me to this uh, training session one time, and you can meet the guy who does this Feldenkrais thing. And I went to him once, and he said, you need to do at least eight sessions with me. Okay, this is my last option. Screw it. Let's do it. Feldenkrais is this weird thing where he tells you what to do and you do it. He doesn't do any annual therapy. That's Germany for you. <laughs> Listen, Feldenkrais, just shut up and let me do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's not going to like push or touch me or do massages or anything. He's going to teach me how to move again. Mm. So I started doing it. I was just rolling around on the floor uh, on my <laughs> back. And I was like, okay, I can't take this seriously. I'm not going to. And so at the end of the first session, he said, Noah, you're not going to feel many changes for the first couple of sessions. But just be aware you're, you're allowed to do everything as long as you don't have pain. And when he said that, that made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And actually, I use that with a lot of my clients now. So you can move. You can do things. You don't have to take a, a month break and, and sit on your bum waiting for your body to heal. You should move and do as much as you can without having pain. Yeah. Within three or four sessions, there was one day I went for a run and I said, whoa, I don't have pain. Yeah. And then after the eighth session, I was amazed. And he said, now you can join the group and do the same thing, but in a group. Okay. So I did that for almost a year. Jeez. And I was healed. So now you don't have any pain? I have zero pain. So now that he's healed, we start talking about the fun stuff, which is BoomFit. BoomFit started at the end of 2015. I realized, okay, with Nike, I'm meeting a lot of people. Uh, I'm, I'm running with all of these crazy people who think that sport, they love it. And, yeah. and, and it was inspiring for me because I was meeting hundreds of new people every day. Wow. And Nike. Just to Nike, run with Nike? Yeah. So okay. the Nike Run Club, I was just a pacer. I was the coach's assistant. I was a coach whenever one of the coaches couldn't make it to training. We had six trainings a week in the beginning. We would have upwards from 80 to 150 people that would meet up at, at 6.30 and go for a run. That is a crazy amount of people. Where are they yeah. coming from? Like All corners of Berlin. So Mondays was the beginner's day home run, and that's like a nice, easy run. Tuesday was a speed run, and then Wednesday was a hit and run. So we would do hit high-intensity interval training with with a little bit of like cross training and body weight exercises and then we would go running i like the play on words hit and run that's funny yeah did you come up with that no no. uh the germans are pretty good they're pretty good (laughs) and uh thursday was another speed run speed on the on the track uh, really cool. That was everyone's favorite day. We would have the most people, the most attendance on those days. 
and then set on the weekend we would have a long run. And this was an advertisement campaign. The Nike Run Club was basically a, a moving advertisement for Nike. And we would do these organized trainings. We'd all be wearing Nike. We'd have flags. We, it would be organized events by the Nike Run Club. And this community exploded. How? We, just social media. That's kind of how my social media started a little bit. But I, I didn't, like I said, start until 2017 seriously using my account. Mm-hmm. And so we would just promote it on Facebook or Instagram and... Nike, just because it's Nike spread because of the name. So people said, uh, uh, most most people came because their friends were bringing them. Interesting. Okay. And, and then Adidas did the same thing. They were they, copying you guys? Yeah. So they, they did the same idea. Adidas runners. Yeah. They, I actually was friends with one of the girls. She used to be a Nike pacer and she's the one that started the Adidas running. Ouch. Is it pretty competitive with your club? The Nike Run Club now doesn't exist anymore. Really? I don't know why. Uh, I'm not. I don't work for Nike Global. I don't work. But it moved now to more eastern. So it's in Riga, or Latvia, and um, more eastern countries, and Asia and South America. So they did kind of like a wave across of Europe, mm-hmm. and and now we run with. So the Craft Runners is basically the updated version of Nike Run Club. Sorry, Nike, it's way better. <laughs> oh, we do why it, is it we way better? It better? We take, so the Craft Runners do a CrossFit approach to running. And I don't want to share too much of too many of our secrets, but we, we make it so that every level of runner can take part in our workout and not feel left behind. Well, I'm sure that that widens your group. You you have a you cast a wider net. Yeah. So our hashtag is is one of our hashtags is is crew K R E W. Yeah. And it's craft runners. Everybody's welcome. Nice. So everybody, literally, that's good vibe, good people. No no worries. Come to train. You're gonna get your ass kicked. Everyone's gonna leave sweating. Everyone's gonna leave happy. And let's drink a beer afterwards. <laughs> So is that always the thing? You get to drink a beer somewhere after? Yeah. So we like now that it's summer, people actually stay and hang out. And uh, in the wintertime, we still have upwards from 40 people that come to our trainings. And we run through the rain, the snow, the sleet, whatever. It doesn't matter. Every Tuesday at, at 645, uh, we meet. 7 o'clock, we, we run. And are these people paying to run? Everything is free. So how do the trainers afford to do it? Or is there no... So I'm the only actual trainer. Everyone else is just running enthusiasts. Uh, the craft runners are all really good runners. So the ten, there's 10 of us, and one of the guys is an, uh, has the German world record for 50 kilometers, which is like Jeez. 26, 30 miles maybe. He runs that as fast as I would probably run my marathon. Holy so, smokes. Yeah, so he's, he's a machine. And a couple of the other guys, we're all amateur athletes, but, we, but we're all strong runners. That's and really cool that you provide that for the community because they're right. getting this, you know, they're, they're getting to run as a group together, but they don't have to, like, fork out any 
money no, for you. No, zero money. They just show up, and we also have a place on the change. Uh, Marco is one of the founders of Craft Runners, and he's got a cafe. People come, start coming for the run, and they can leave their stuff in the cafe. We lock the cafe. The reason it's free is we're not really offering any service other than the fact we're going running together and we're telling you the workout. So we're telling you this is our workout and everyone is allowed to do it with us. Yeah. Nobody gets left behind because it's just a fast, hard workout at your pace in a small space. Yeah. How was BoomFit born? Uh, so BoomFit was born through... It's, it's my thing. I knew I wanted to do triathlon. Triathlon is a baby here in Germany, It's and it's exploding. So I said, okay, I need a partner. I can't do this by myself. And I was working in a couple of gyms, and I had a couple of partners that I, like, I was looking at. And, and how many triathlons had you done yourself at this point? I had only done one. Okay, so why were you so interested in just because it was such a small market? I don't know. It, it's just a cool sport. It, instead of just having to run, you have to do two other things as well. <laughs> Beat yourself up in two other ways. Exactly. And I'm a swimmer anyway, so I grew up swimming and playing soccer. So I found a guy working in one of the studios, and I said, you interested in, in trying to put a group together? We can offer training here in the gym. It helps the gym. It helps us. And then we can grow. So it started in a, in a gym, and we were using their pool and their their spinning studio. And the triathletes were taking over the gym. Exactly. And that was actually the issue. So <laughs> it started growing really quickly. Within a few months, we had, at every training session, like 10 people, and they weren't members of the club. So I worked oh. out with, with the boss, with the boss, like, Members can join for the normal price, but non-members can come as well, but they eventually can sign. So it, it, like this is bringing in potential customers for you guys. Yeah. So that, that was the deal I made with him. But the people that were coming to my training had no interest in joining the gym. And the boss man realized this. We had been going for almost a year. We, he wasn't making any money. Yeah. And he said, Noah, you guys have to start paying rent. What? Or, or you leave. So we had been going for a little over a year. We scrambled and because his price was ridiculous. That sucks. That was the best thing that actually ever happened to us. So it hurt our business a bit because it was so convenient to do it at the gym. You're right. Right in the center of Berlin. People were coming in. They got to use this club with saunas, with a pool, and they didn't have to pay for it other than paying us. Mm-hmm. It was the best thing that happened to us because we had to scramble to find our own thing. Right. And we did. We uh, we found a little studio, which isn't that far away, and we rent that out. It, we've been there ever since, and we do our biking there. So we invested about 8,000 euros. Uh, and we purchased these machines where you can train on your own bike in the studio. It's called Elite Trainer, and these, these machines are actually more efficient than you would be if you were riding your bike outside. I like that. It, it's insane. So you started uh, out with how many people from the gym, and what what number are you at now for followers of BoomFit? I would say 100 now. Wow. 
So, like, we'll have, we have 100 people that train with us, but regularly mm-hmm. is 10 to 20. Okay. So, uh, and, That's and great. working, we do once a year, hopefully next year, twice a year, training camps uh, in Mallorca. So, we fly with 10 to 15 athletes or, or triathlon pe- people who are interested in triathlon we fly and we train on a beach and we train in the hills of, of Spain <laughs> oh my gosh I bet that's gorgeous it's beautiful. best views ever so when is that happening uh, we did our second one in April of this year so uh, mm. we've done yeah both of them were in April and uh, I think next year we'll try and do two one for us it's an amazing experience we fly together expenses are based are paid we make a bunch of money on it and the people aside from money the people have an amazing time so this year we had uh two people that didn't know how to swim oh my gosh but we took them into the into the mediterranean and taught them how to swim so if you were if you were learning how to swim would you rather swim in a pool or would you rather swim in a beautiful I mean, fairly, fairly calm ocean. I'd probably have a heart attack if I started yeah. swimming in the ocean, but I, I guess that's the wrong question. Yeah, I mean the views are spectacular, but yeah. you have like so many different variables in an ocean. Yeah. Yikes. So, luckily, luckily in in Alcudia, Alcudia, Mallorca, there's little to no currents. It's wow. Like, Lake Michigan is more dangerous than than this. <laughs> in this place and it stays shallow all the way out to maybe 500 meters half a kilometer so almost half of a mile all the way out wow so it's almost like swimming in a pool uh yeah so this year we had two guys and he did his first triathlon two days ago and And he loved it he did he do well he did, he did well. I mean, his swimming, he needs to improve on his swimming, but he learned for the first, not for the first time, but he learned a month and a half ago. That's he insane. Did his, he, he did a triathlon, so he was a Good pretty, for him. pretty cool guy. What are your plans or expectations for growth for BoomFit? BoomFit, so we, most of our market is beginners, uh, people who are thinking, okay, we want to get into triathlon, maybe need to get more comfortable with swimming, or I, I've done a triathlon and I now want guidance. So the goal is to have a very functional website because right now most of the way we're working is word of mouth. So I want to start market, real marketing other than my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you don't uh, have a website? Helps. We have a website, but we had to take it down because Europe just changed their... It's called Datenschutz. It's like <laughs> how you protect your data. Okay. And if you're not up to standards, and if you're sending emails to people without their consent, then they will... Take your site down. Take your site down or sue you for, for all your worth. Oh, wow. And so we took our website down temporarily and just we're going to get that so this summer is a new like rebuild of BoomFit I'm pretty excited about it we're going to have a new website have a booking system on the website Cool. and I think we're looking into 
Chica's triathlon this summer is beautiful so far. We're going to start doing real advertisements, maybe a billboard in the public transportation. The goal this year is to have full courses by the end of the year, biking, swimming, and we don't do running because most of the running people can do on their own. We will do once every now and then like a technical training workout for for running so you can learn technique better your efficiency but that's only possible in small groups like i can't i wouldn't be able to do that with 100 people yeah but the two of us can do that for for 10 people to 20 people the growth should work that way and boom fit is gonna take over berlin that's awesome i hope it does you um you mentioned belkerung and TSP? Oh. What What are those? <laughs> Can you say that again? Oh, God. Belt Karung? <laughs> How do you say it? So, Belt Karung. Okay. Belt Karung. Yeah, so the Karung um, is uh, a crossing. Almost spontaneously, we decided to swim from Germany to Denmark, which is 22 as the bird flies so they call that like Luftlinien air air so it's from a to b if you if you go straight without waves without current without something sideways it's 22 kilometers mm-hmm. which is a little over 13 miles okay uh, one of the girls on our team said noah let's do something uh and i said i'm down if you can find an event or whatever so i started emailing the danish military the german military the german coast guard i said do you guys have a boat that could guide us from germany to denmark did you get any good feedback they all said no i'm sorry (laughs) we don't do that that's unsafe thanks for your help guys we protect the people that try those yeah (laughs) we're out there saving your asses yeah exactly a month later, we found a website of this Beltklärung, and it's an actual event. Oh my gosh. So they have a boat. It's not like a big event, so you can't have like a hundred different teams competing all at once. It's only one team at a time. You, oh you, gosh. you rent the boat, and they decide on the morning of if you're doing it from Germany to Denmark or Denmark to Germany because of the currents and the weather. We arrived at midnight last year. They told us, okay, you guys are swimming from Germany to Denmark because of the currents, because it's really unsafe. They told us that day that this is one of the most unsafe waters you can swim in. And we were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That makes me a little uneasy. Why didn't you you tell us that a month ago? Obviously, they wanted us to do the, the swim. They told us ahead of time that it, it's a hard swim. You need to train. So we trained quite a bit, and we arrived, and they said, okay, in about three hours, all of the swimmers except for the first swimmer have to get in the boat and drive around the island. I'll tell you the rules real quick. The rules of the Beltquerung are that everybody has to swim for an hour, no more, no less. If you complete it, nobody touches the boat, nobody drowns. Nobody has to stop. You set a record or you whatever, you finish. So everyone swims for an hour. You're not allowed to wear any uh, wetsuits or anything that could help you stay up in the water. You swim in a swimsuit, swim cap, 
and goggles that day. And the water temperature was around 60 degrees. Oh. And oh. we started, I was the first swimmer. I swam at 5.30 in the morning. So the air and the water were about the same temperature. Oh, my goodness. I was freezing. and That sounds terrible. It was the worst thing ever. But for some reason, I was in paradise. Dry, I don't know if you saw the, one of the photos on my Facebook of this, this sunrise on the water. No, uh, I have to go back and look. It's one of my cover photos. I brought a photographer with me because he's amazing. He takes amazing photos. He's actually the craft runner photographer. I need to give him huge props because your pictures are just incredible. We can we can give him a shout out. Max Menning, the best uh, sports photographer, uh, headshot photographer, all around photographer. This guy just has an, an eye for catching the most amazing moments yeah, ever. Yeah, really so does. Max Menning on Instagram, and he makes amazing videos as well. If you saw the YouTube video of our belt fair on the <laughs> I just love hearing you say that. <laughs> Have you always been a morning person? Since I started working more in fitness, I realized that the morning, if you can, if you can do it in the morning, you feel good the rest of the day. So for every person, it's different, different. If you get into the nerdy stuff, a lot of people lack strength in the morning and they won't do their best strength, best strength workout in the morning. But most people aren't trying to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. They just want to be healthy, work out and feel better uh, and have more energy. And if you can do that, if you can torture yourself and get out of bed in the morning and put yourself in this uncomfortable situation, the rest of your day is a, is a is cakewalk. Is a cakewalk. Yeah, and you know I'm kind of struggling with that. I actually was going to ask you about that too because, okay. and this is that's perfect advice probably for me because I know exactly what I want in my fitness and I know that it's important to me just to be yeah. healthy, but I also have to be realistic because I have a desk job that's oh. eight hours a day and there's a few days a week where I teach, you know, spin classes and bar classes, but really, yeah, but that's, that's not enough for my body. It's asking for more. And I can tell just like, especially as I get older, you know, you just kind of gain weight quicker. Your metabolism slows. That can't be it for me. You've got the clicks, you bank steams. You'll be fine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, but, but yeah, I always tell people the eight, the nine to five job, like we weren't built for to, that. Built for that, but it works if you can get it done. Because to torture yourself throughout the day, sit all day, and then also have to go to the gym after work that sucks. Is, is so difficult. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't speak from experience because I've been working in fitness since I could work mm -hmm. and I knew that I didn't want to work a desk job I think just because I didn't like to study like in college or in, in even high school I couldn't sit still so I, I knew that I just needed to move and so now I tell my people and I've been listening to podcasts I think I shared a couple of podcasts with you from Joe yeah. Rogan dude I've been listening to Joe Rogan religiously since you told me about his podcast some of his guests are just amazing. Uh, my, one of my favorites, and actually what I started, I, I sent it to a bunch of people, is the one with David Goggins. He's a Navy SEAL. He was 
uh, overweight, unhappy, working as an exterminator. Ooh. Uh, like he hated his life, he hated his job, and I think he was over 200 pounds easily, 250 pounds, but it, he wasn't muscle, he was just a blob. Of, and he had a realization, I need to change my life, and he wa- he wanted to join the Marine, or the, the Navy, uh, and he realized he couldn't because he was overweight and out of shape, and so he used that as a goal to get himself in shape, and he put himself in all possible uncomfortable situations instead of getting up having breakfast and going for a run he would set his alarm for three in the morning yeah and go for a run in the pissing rain and in freezing cold didn't matter he was gonna do it in these situations he's a now a motivational speaker because uh he basically just says you need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations in order to appreciate the fact that life is beautiful life is easy yeah i I kind of paraphrased it now i use that with with some of my clients stop trying to keep yourself comfortable make yourself uncomfortable and the comfortable is easy like the it'll just happen yeah put yourself in these crazy situations and, and crazy and i totally agree and so now like when i'm training myself I, I think of training in a totally different way. Instead of, he says, do something ridiculous. Do something that you don't like to do. Do something hard every single day. And life is easy. Life is beautiful. Do you have any food rules? For myself? And for uh, your clients? Uh, I started uh, maybe a year ago saying, keep your, your fats and your carbs separate. So for meals, so you can't, you shouldn't cut any major macro out of your diet unless you have an allergy to it. So macros are carbs, fats, proteins. Yeah. Vegans, I respect vegans. I eat meat. I love meat, but I'm not going to eat just meat. I also like yesterday was a vegetarian day, but the major, major rules I have are keep your fats and your carbs separate. So if you have a meal, have a have a carb and a protein rice and chicken breast okay or or sweet potato and chicken breast and but if you're gonna have a fatty meal which fatty meals are just as important as your protein meals you should have a fatty and a protein meal so avocado and salmon fillet and do you eat like that yes i do you eat pretty healthy i yeah so my favorite breakfast is a uh, salmon filet with uh, a little bit of sweet potato and some rice or an avocado. Interesting. So you're uh, getting fresh salmon? Yeah, well, fresh or frozen. A frozen salmon, because the frozen salmon, I, I swear the quality of food I'm in, in Germany or in Europe is way better than the U.S. I don't, I, we, won't, we don't need to get into that, but it's... Uh, the the frozen foods, even if it's not organic, I swear it's it's healthier for you than man. Uh, it's just like uh, all the things I find out about the FDA and being lied to by the people that are supposed to be like helping us live and survive are really screwing us over. Yeah, but it's actually starting to happen here, like the sugar content and certain things. Uh, so that's a, another big thing. I tell people to watch their sugar. Because it's in everything, the uh, uh, additional sugar. So if you're eating a, a, a fruit or a vegetable, um, 
there's still going to be sugars, natural sugars in those. Yeah. But don't try and buy your food, your packaged food, without additional sugar. So I, I went to the grocery store the other day. Kidney beans, canned kidney beans, have sugar. Like, Is it like maltodextrin or something? No, no, ref- like sugar. Just what? straight sugar as a preservative. Great. And, and, um, and I thought that was pretty ridiculous. So every now and then on Instagram, I'll do a challenge. Let's do a month, no sugar, like a cleanse, uh, no additional sugar so you can eat your fruits and your vegetables uh, without any issues. But limit that as well to one serving per day. Yeah. So you're not, you can also have an unhealthy amount of fruits. So nutrition is not, I have to admit, Nutrition is not my specialty. If I have a client who needs general help, I'll help them, but that's not my expertise. I have a great nutritionist that I work with that, I, that I'll usually send my clients to. For every person that's different, and I'm going to focus on the fitness part because that's what I do best, and I'm going to let the other professionals do what they do best. Right. Anything yeah. else that you want to leave us with we we know that we need to follow you on instagram <laughs> if you if you want to wake up and do push-ups for breakfast you can follow yes. me on instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no so my instagram i love it and i hate it at the same time it's a lot of work mm-hmm. but it actually i've seen so many people start moving because of it which i think is is crazy like if i'm uh, inspiring people right so I'm hoping, that's the only thing I want to do with my Instagram, is I hope that if you're having a bad day, you come to my Instagram, it will brightens your day a little bit. Yeah. Even if, even if you're not into fitness, uh, I hope that you have a better day, um, because life is amazing, we should enjoy it, live, live life happy, live life healthy, and people make the place. I guess that's, that's the best thing i can say yeah as long as you have great people around you the a garbage can can seem amazing (laughs) (laughs) that ladies and gents is noah oybanks i mean eubanks thanks so much uh for being on it and i wish you nothing but the best thank you shannon